0: Dude, I freaked out earlier. I was watching a video and I took a hit of my vape and I blew it towards my screen and then the video started to show smog like lifting up and I was like, I've got superpowers. I just vaped into a fucking, onto something. That's really weird. I was, I vaped onto my
1: screen earlier today and then Scott Bakula came out of it and he told me not to.
0: (laughs) He was like, don't do that. Wait, wait, Blake, I wanna try something. I'm gonna vape and let's just see if it hits your screen, okay? Okay. Oh my god, it worked! Woohoo! Whoa! Whoa spooky. <laughs> spooky! I genuinely had a moment. I what sucks is I kinda wanna use this as the cold open, but that means our cold open's gonna have twenty seconds of just us uh, taking sick rips. But my favorite was putting my vape and then seeing you put yours to your mouth and just thinking like he knows. He knows what's up. This dude gets oh, yeah. it. This dude I'm fucks. I'm on board. We fuck. <laughs> yeah, we, we fuck. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time, it's time. Hello. I'm joking battle home. I said a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. A load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. Coming up to loud and proud here in those mean
1: streets of Birmingham. Blah, blah, blah. I like the qualities <laughs> that, that your voice had. As we started out as kind of that fast-talking Scotty Moore.
0: If it was high-pitched, it would have gone into, like, Paul Stanley, just like, All right! Come on, people! Let's talk about it! Come on! You want to talk about rock and roll? What was the God. old Kiss intro? It was, like, the greatest band. Oh, shit, did we rip off Kiss. Oh, no, it's the hottest band in the land. Kiss. Kiss. That's the thing. Whenever we do a live show, that intro has to start from offstage, like fucking Big E in the New Day. So everyone's just like, when are they coming? When are they coming? Whoa! Oh, shit, there they
1: are. They've been here the whole time, under my seat.
0: (laughs) If everyone would look under their seat. Oh, it's the boys. (laughs) Hello, Paul, in
1: seat 3G. How are you?
0: I chose you, Paul. Come with me. Chose... No, th- are th- you it's... and Deborah having a very nice time? Hello, Deborah. It's good to see you again. <laughs> uh, I like your skirt, Deborah. It's like, wait, no, please. Uh-uh. No, it just got This is crazy. why I chose Paul. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So how is your... You've been a vacation boy. How have you been? I went to the beach... The true home of Blake Tanner—the fucking beach. It's where I was born, where I was, where I grew up. That was about to turn into like a weird Kenny Chesney song, (laughs) just like the home where I was born, where I grew up. My first and last love is the sea.
1: You say they say my 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 true mother is the sea. My father was the sky, and they fucked and made me
0: exactly. You it's think it's life. clouds, but no, they make boys, like me. I'm made of smog.
1: I am de smog. I am smog kid, Blake. I am smog. It was very nice going to the beach. Have not been in a while. Right. Um Not too much happened. We only spent a couple of days there, save for the day that we woke up at 2 a.m.?
0: What? Okay, hold on. Um, j- j- just a little part- parting of the kimono. Blake before the show did talk about like, "Do you ever go night fishing?" And with me, I'm like, "Oh, like a 10 p.m. fishing trip to end the day." I didn't realize you ro- woke up at almost the devil's hour.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it was um it was definitely the devil's hour because um now we did not go out on a boat. I think what ever heavenly creatures are watching over me because that would have been horrible we yeah. went out on the uh gulf state pier in alabama which only juts out about half a mile quarter mile out into the ocean deepest that gets about 30 feet but as you arrive at the pier it's open 24 hours and you start walking down those wooded planks
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you kind of hear the sloshing of the water beneath you, but you don't see the water beneath you.
0: You see nothing.
1: You see nothing. As a matter of fact, you look out, and you can see the shoreline and all the buildings that are very far away, but you look under you, and you see the gaping maw of the abyss calling (laughs) you into its unholy, deadly embrace. Yeah, exactly. And then you also remember... Mm-hmm. There's sharks in that,
0: right? There,
1: there's shark. Oh, as a matter of fact, there are people on the end of the pier fishing for sharks. So we just kind—I just kind of sat there and I took that in mm-hmm. for a good bit of time. Yeah. And uh, as I right, re- I realized that at one point I was sitting on a bench, and then I was standing up, and I was leaning over the edge. And then I
0: was... (laughs) 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 Just keep going. It's ambiance. It's adding to it.
1: Then I wanted to go... You know, I wanted to go in the water. (laughs) There's a a shark in the water. It's beady eyes like a doll's eyes. Yeah. You go in the water. Shark in the water. You won't come out of the water
0: does not come in out of that but bones boy don't you go in the water
1: that okay. deep water <laughs> that
0: deep water okay so now, you, it was you went out fishing in the nights.
1: so i went out fishing at night and i did not catch any sharks and um i realized at one point i wanted nothing more than than to hang on the unsafe side of the railing and just be like um rose from titanic right because it would've been really cool, and if I fell off and died, it would have been all right, because I was with my mother, the sea.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> she would and take you. The the
1: the the deepness that bore me was calling me back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I probably saw Momoa Curry down there too. He was chilling and on an island that he made. Near
0: far. Wherever you are, (laughs) just know that my heart will go broad.
1: (laughs) And that was my vacation story. That was the only thing that I did.
0: (laughs) No, my favorite was as I started the Jaws theme, I was like, is this going? I don't think this is going to end with Blake getting attacked by anything, but I'm going to have this going just in case. (laughs)
1: um you oh oh yeah no of course that was when the that was when the uh the hammerhead came up and he tried to hammer me
0: yeah yeah. um with his head it was the hammerheads it was a greaser gang (laughs) and they came out of the water like
1: come on boy come back
0: to your mother your mother's been waiting on you boy
1: it is very strange having several greasers from straight out of the 50s come out and do that. Mm-hmm. But then my boys, the tunnel snakes, they came <laughs> in.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they're like, he belongs to us now. He's a tunnel snake boy. And then you burrowed under like a fucking worm from Tremors. <laughs>
1: tunnel snakes rule.
0: Yeah, yeah. So while you were doing that, I, um, I was almost murdered. Oh, sweet. What? Yeah. Uh, so, here's the thing. I thought you know, you'd think going to a wrestling show, I would end up with a sh- with a stories for Fight Boys, the pro wrestling podcast. And I have probably like a few decent ones. But no, the more important one is the woman who attempted to murder me, and that's the bartender at the fucking venue. Because I walked up, I was like, do you guys have ginger beer? I would really like like a Kentucky mule. Yeah, we got ginger beer. And then, like, That woman poured, like, and I, you know, like, with a glass, when you're pouring a drink, like, ice goes in, pour, like, halfway up. Halfway up with that whiskey. That's all you gotta go. Uh This Uh bitch took it to the brim, and then, like, you know you'll layer 151 on sometimes if you want to set a drink on fire? She layered ginger beer on the top ever so nicely for me. Oh,
1: that was nice.
0: And after what my bank account tells me, were five of those, I was having a good time, to a point where I drunkenly bought tickets to go see Marty Skrull, like meet him, and I didn't know it was happening. Like I was just, oh, no. like, I was just like, I guess I'm waiting on Marty now. Me and Marty are gonna hang out.
1: Um. So do you think that this bartender heard that you've been cutting back?
0: That's what it is. She was like, I want... Well, not only that, I think she knew Like tomorrow he's going to go on his diet, which means he's not going to be able to drink alcohol for a while. He's going to go to Austin soon, and he's going to feel bad about not being able to drink in Austin, so why don't I just give him one last hurrah that tells him that he doesn't need to do it anymore? He won. He won at drinking.
1: a matter of fact... I want him to love that hurrah so much that he'll hate drinking forever.
0: Yes, exactly. That's... Oh, no. All of Straight Edge Scotty came back the morning after. All of it. Like, I just woke up just like, X is for life. I don't care.
1: What am I? I think you mean it was
0: more like, X is for life. I didn't vomit. That's why I consider it a victory. I didn't vomit. And I still, once I got home, which was technically like a two three-hour moment from the last time I drank. I still was able to drive. I was sober. And I was able to get Taco Bell. So that was victory. <laughs> Although it's... I think... I say I wasn't drunk, but I do remember actively staring up and just thinking, nacho fries. Nacho fries sound pretty good. Let's do nacho fries. That's what I do any
1: time around, um... 12 1 a.m. anyway, so yeah, yeah.
0: Well, with, matter I of did, fact, I, once I we did.
1: leave that, once we finish this recording session, I'm I live like five minutes away from a Taco Bell. Maybe you just,
0: just got to go for it. See, uh, the one respite I had was the fact that I found a more drunk human being than I did who I met outside. And Blake, you don't want to get drunk, me near by like this. I it felt bad because like I saw him outside. And his friends left him. Like, they abandoned him. He apparently had gotten kicked out, because later when I tried to bring him in, the guards were like, no, he is not allowed to come in. So, boy. I went full, like, drunk inspirational speaker. I was like, listen, man, you may not feel loved now, but you will one day. One day you'll find someone who cares about you. I care about you. It's going to be great. Follow Fight Boys on Twitter. Anyways. Also, you
1: probably shouldn't drink that much if people are willing to abandon you because of the stuff you do and you're drinking. All right, have a good one.
0: And also, you got kicked out. Like, don't.
1: Whatever you were doing, don't. Don't, man. Is probably a bad
0: idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, not to mention, before this, I went to Dave and Buster's. And you know the you know the adventures happen there, because oh, that uh, I think I've talked about it before. They have like this berry Red Bull drink that comes with berry ice cubes in the glasses. Yeah, here's the thing, they gave me like a double or something because the glass was two times larger. So I was like, okay, I'll mm. take this. And then I went um, on to win fifty thousand tickets and buy one of those mermaid tail blankets. So yeah, that was my That's... week, my dude.
1: Uh oh! Another quick thing. Um, I was I was staying chilling at the room while some family members went to just kind of pop off to the um to the store. Came back and my grandfather handed me a twelve pack of Bud Light Lime, and that was how my weekend ended.
0: What? Hell yes.
1: Um. Because I've heard that referred to as the um, the perfect beach drink, and I'd have to be inclined to agree. Get your cup. Because the only time that L's. I drank that was when I was on the beach, and any other time that I tried to drink it, it was horrible.
0: Mm-hmm. I had no, no, I didn't get one. I remember when I was in Orlando, I almost got. They have like a l- strawberryda. I almost got a strawberryda, but instead, I believe I got like a four loco, and that was my bad night. Uh, <laughs> Oof. Oh oof.
1: Just mo- Ye- just oof.
0: This is my like, let me just die real quick. Oh, I hope
1: that whatever happened whatever I heard happened to your mic gets caught in the uh in the actual audio because I it really, really fit. It sounded like you actually died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Could you give a in case it didn't, could you give a nice recreation for the people at home?
1: Because that was the moment I <laughs>
0: <laughs> the moment I durr,
1: durr, durr,
0: durr, durr, durr. and
1: then you just went <coughs> into the abyss
0: yeah 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 I just coughed up and then left I'm trying to like that's the bad thing about the woman trying to kill me is like anything I'm trying to remember from that show is like that might have happened I remember the Taco Bell very distinctly but my favorite was still, they had, like, in case you're wondering how drunk and hungry wrestling fans are, there was a line wrapped around that building for their pizza booth. And at one point, they were like, no, no more. And <laughs> I was outside vaping, and I got a message from Brady, who was waiting to get his pizza. And he's like, okay, there's only I only have one slice of cheese pizza. And I was like, you're giving me the crust. I don't care what I have to fight. I will fight for that crust.
1: Oh. Uh, uh. Now we did have some interesting neighbors at the beach. Oh, really? Um, one day, and I don't really remember much other than the fact that this really skinny, tall dude with a very like a beard that's fi- that was fit for a lumberjack, right? But that looked really off on this beach man who was very skinny.
0: Yeah, yeah. You um, look like Jesus. You met Jesus. Is what you're saying?
1: No, his hair was very short, and he talked a lot like this.
0: Oh, he sounds like a southern version of the judge.
1: And he was really interesting. He was telling his boy to dig in the sand because he liked it. And there was one point that he saw a beach cop just drive on by, and he was like, that reminds me of the first time I was arrested at the bowling alley. You remember that? Right. How are you? You remember that? Mama, you remember.
0: Were these the kind of people who would have the giant speaker that would play the type of Kenny Chesney that we started this segment off on? Oh,
1: I, Scotty. It's like you read my fucking mind because <laughs> they had one of those.
0: And you knew by the end of the day, if they wanted you to know one thing, it was that, they, that you thought their tractor was sexy. And it turned you on. Oh.
1: Actually I there was a, there were a couple of Kenny Chesney songs in there but the most of the stuff that they played was country music that was extremely obscure Yeah yeah and it was all the same like I couldn't tell where one song ended and the other one began
0: It was like indie pop but with country music which sounds exactly. horrifying to me um, but yeah, obviously there was. Ch- You're legally not allowed to go to the beach and not play a Kenny Chesney song. It actually has to happen, or the beach police come down and are like, "Son, I hear you playing a lot of uh, playing some Watsky, playing some some Long Winters." But yeah. I'm gonna need you to fucking crank up some Chesney now. Oh,
1: it's all right. I'm able to um, keep that off with the Buffett Clause.
0: Oh, the, the Great Buffett Clause of 08. Uh, yeah, I remember that one very well.
1: Exactly. Where any Jimmy Buffett song can be substituted for Kenny Chesney as long as it is the beach and those white sandy shores.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of like Kenny Chesney can be replaced with Jimmy Buffett whenever you just need to. Like, if the sign said Kenny Chesney's Margaritaville, I'd be like, ah, that checks out. That works fine. fine.
1: I would, I would like to say though, if it were a contest, I would pick Buffett over Chesney every day.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Chesney got the hotter. I feel like he's a, the Buffett's a more seasoned thing, and I like that raw young talent that is Kenny Chesney. And I, I just, he's, what? do. you do you think it's he's like a, so new
1: to the scene? I know.
0: Do you think it's like a looper situation, where? Yeah where Kenny Chesney goes back in time to kill his mom, to like kill his dad or something, because he's realized his music he's created has grown bigger than him, and that upsets him. He's like, no one's bigger than Chesney. Not even my music. <laughs> Wait, is Kenny Chesney the one that's Australian? Who's the country music star who comes out and he's like, well, hello there, mate. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, what that? No, that's not the noise that comes out of your mouth. You're supposed to come out with country sounds or beach noises. Is that Keith Urban? It's Keith Urban. That's who it is. Did you just look up Australian country music singer?
1: And goddamn, he was the first one.
0: Well, I doubt there's a multiple.
1: I oh, doubt- apparently. Oh, do you know who the second person that comes up with when you look up singers and Australian?
0: Huge Huge Jacked Man.
1: Nope. His name is Slim Dusty.
0: Hello, <laughs> my country Slim Dusty. music you ever singer, heard this one?
1: songwriter, God. One of his songs is called "Pub with No Beer."
0: Alright, I like the idea that he's like most British and Australian singers, where when he like sings, he loses it. He loses the accent, but I also like to think it goes the exact opposite and goes full country. So he's like, all right, everybody, this is a bar with no booze. Let's listen. I went to the bar last night. Wait, what the fuck just happened to you, Slim? (laughs) Slim? He ain't got no booze in there. I looked him in the eye. I said, you're a bar. What the fuck are you doing here?
1: This guy is like old school.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean I mean he
1: he died in 2003, so.
0: Yeah. Well, a bar with and no he booze was, is like my new rap album I'm coming out with entitled KFC with no chicken, which is based off a real experience I had where I went into I remember fu- that. went into a fucking KFC and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have chicken." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, do you know who you are? I need you to look at your signs, sir, cuz that's false advertising now." Actually, wait, was this Kentucky Fried Chicken? Because if not, you're still false advertising.
1: More like Kentucky Fried Lies.
0: Kentucky? You called yourself KFL. I'm going to get at me and slim... What was it? Slim Goodbody?
1: Nope. Nope, That was a, that was a Monster Factory booth.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Goof. Can't even say good. Slim Dusty.
0: Slim Dusty, everyone's favorite Australian country music no, wait. singer.
1: Slim Goodbody, he was the guy that turned inside out, wasn't he?
0: I am looking up Slim Goodbody, right? You caught yep. me looking up Slim Goodbody. Oh, no. He's the worst. Yep. He is a boy who is inside out and wears a flesh-colored unitard with his tissues, organs, and I assume it's his. Like, he got the... He got oh, a yeah. fucking CAT scan and was like, this is where they are. I need this to happen.
1: At some point, yeah, in his fiction, he got turned inside out and he has to live that way now.
0: God, Slim Goodbody is horrifying. Um,
1: Some of his specially created unitards, each of them cost $4,000 to make. What?
0: He's like Ric Flair with robes. He's like, I need them. Perfect. need them to be
1: good.
0: Oh, man. But you know, if he just wanted a nice, comfy t-shirt, like not a unitard where he could go, Blake?
1: Where's that, Scotty?
0: com. That's no right, ladies. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merchdotalotofpurebsdotcom is the website where you can go to support the BS Network and get a badass-looking shirt out of it. We got shirts for all your favorite shows, from Fight Boys to Fun Fiction. Actually, that's just the F section. That's not good. It's <laughs> that's that's only two of the shows. But we got shirts for all of them. We got BS Network exclusive shirts. I made a cool one that says we don't negotiate with pessimists because we're very optimistic because we've been doing this for two years for like two people to listen to. But yeah, of course, if you want merch, you can pick it up over at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Dot com? Now, Blake, it's the spooky season. We had Christmas... July. In July! It's July! Thundercrack. We had... Um, screech. There was Christmas... E- e- e. There was Christmas in July, but no, now it's Nightmare Before Christmas in July. It's Spook Live, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why... Oh. Oh, God. The spooks! The spooks have... They've... Huh? They've taken Blake! Nope,
1: nope, I I just kicked my Ethernet cable out. It's oh all good.
0: okay I'm sorry. I thought it was the spooks. I was so scared.
1: Oh no, you'll know if it's the spooks. That's I have right. a very specific scream for spooks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um but that's why I think I want us I think we've made spooky before, but I want like I think our last spooky one led into like some sort of weird piss monster and I don't want us to go into the piss well for this. Instead, I think if our, what I'm really into when it comes to spooky movies are things that have like defined rules and not like a like uh, the 80s are our, our piss monster movie was more of an 80s movie. That one had our Jason, our Freddy. This one, I think, needs to be like it follows or uh, what the fuck was the what was the new one with uh, John Krasinski in it where they couldn't talk? Oh, um, oh, fuck, what is, it Uh, was such a
1: good movie, is it seen,
0: it was Hush, a novel by Sapphire, wait, no, that's not right,
1: yeah, it was, um, um,
0: welcome to Blake Looks Up John Krasinski Films, the, the podcast within a podcast where Blake Looks Up Films featuring the surprisingly, getting, got in, the surprisingly glowed up man known as John Krasinski. Yep, a quiet place. There it is. Quiet place, that's what it was. But I like that, because it's like, it follows... I'm sure you see... I've, no, I've not seen it, because I'm a coward. But, like, I'm sure you see the monster, but the concept of it is just this horrifying monster that's always going to follow you, no matter what. It, it's the Valjean... Jean Valjean versus uh, Mr... Mr. Cop Boy. And he's like, oh, oh and oh.
1: by the way, It Follows is a fantastic movie if you've never seen it.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind of want that. I want, like, us to have a villain where all we have to be like is it's three people and they're trying to f- survive a monster that blank. So I think we need to figure out what our rules are. Like, how does our monster find you?
1: Um... Now, see, I think our monster... You know, a lot of monsters like this, they rely on a certain sense sometimes. Um, Yes. Yes. But I kind of want to go in the opposite direction.
0: Oh, thank God, because I thought you were going to be like, he has to taste you to find you. (laughs) So it's it's nothing but a a trailer of people and then like a tongue coming out of nowhere. eh.
1: It's it's actually... um, Every every new generation has certain people that have the taste, and the it's searching taste. for people with the taste. No, wait, that's Jeepers Creepers.
0: I was thinking, saying, I think my movie was essentially what Venom is going to be when that comes out. Yeah, I, I lick you, and then I kills you. Oh
1: no. Um. Um. Maybe this is kind of a semi-sentient creature like it or maybe even a sentient creature like the uh like the babadook
0: like the babadook okay
1: like the babadook
0: okay i'm feeling that so like yeah babadook came from like a kid's story right wasn't it like a creepy kid's book and then them reading it brought it to life maybe that could be what it is is that you have to like listen to something or experience something and then this monster finds you and tracks you down.
1: Right. And doesn't doesn't the doesn't the Babadook um rely on fear or like feast off of fear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something like. Or is that just? No, I know the monster. I know it is all about loving that fear.
0: Okay, I like this. It's all based off an emotion. He finds you. And he has to get, like, an emotion out of you. And that's why he turns into all of these different figures and then he eats your arm. Because he's just like, oh, that fear was pretty good, but now dessert! Nom, 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 nom.
1: Now what you see what happens is all that fear is concentrated in a single part of your body and now it's your dick.
0: Yeah. Get over
1: here. I'm well, well, sorry, I got a little blue on that one. Oh, but now, now look at that, your big toe. I'm gonna feast on that big toe. Yeah.
0: Well, Blake, that, you're, you got surprisingly close to what I think our villain feasts on. And that's horniness.
1: God. This
0: boy just loves him. Like, he's just like, I'm gonna get you horny, and then I'm gonna bite it off. So, okay, it's... he can transform, obviously. Oh, dude, this would be awesome! Because, A, it plays into the old horror movie trope of if you fuck, you die... And yep. he feasts on horniness, which means, like, all the girls or boys, whichever, you don't know. If someone's fucking, it could be just normal, consensual, fine sex. Or it could be our boy trying to fuck you to get the horny energy out, and then he steals your mojo.
1: He's st- by devouring your heart.
0: Okay, I like that. Now, do we also throw in, like, one of the things, like, it, or not it falls, one of those things, like, uh, fucking, um, a quiet place where he's, like, blind, and so therefore he relies on hearing. He only, <laughs> he hears the horny. I hear the horniness. I hear it coming out of you. I mean, we don't have to do horny. Is there another emotion that this dude could feed off of?
1: Um celibacy is that a, is that an emotion
0: oh no it's opposite not. of horny turned off like completely turned off
1: Turn.
0: wait no. no we've made the this is the opposite this plays against everything that you've learned in teen sex comedy or teen oh. sex horror movies and it's the fact that he can't kill you if you're horny <gasps> So you have to get horny to stay alive. Exactly. And it's so hard to keep a fear boner. Like, you have to want it. You gotta get it. Yep. And, so you and got usually,
1: the virgin is the character
0: that stays alive the longest. In this movie, the virgin's gotta die first. The virgin dies first. That's the story. And they're like, why didn't she die? Ah, oh, she was prude. It's like, oh, well, that's not cool, Greg. She's dead now. Uh... <laughs> And then Greg well, dies because Greg's an asshole. Then,
1: Also, apparently, if you're an asshole, this thing will just rip you to shreds.
0: I just love... <laughs> I know we usually try to flesh out the opening and then get to the ending, but I, the ending scene where he vanquishes the beast, like our main dude vanquishes him. <laughs> I don't know why. Firstly, this thing's gonna be... Pennywise creepy. It's gonna have, like, multiple arms, like Cthulhu, like, crawling down a hallway. (laughs) This dude is just jerking off in his general direction. Just staring at him like, no! I refuse to give in! I refuse to the last moment! (laughs) We... We said we weren't going to do Piss Monster at the beginning, and we definitely haven't done that, but I don't know if it's any better. Well, no, because some people, Piss Monster would make them horny, so that's what it is. There's a cameo. <laughs> the
1: Piss Monster. It's, oh, some of the main characters from the Piss Monster movie show up. Yeah, exactly. Because now they're monster hunters, but because of that, they never had any time to find love, so the our monster takes them.
0: I mean, has it been played before in movies, the concept of, like, virgins die, and then if you get laid, you... And, hold on. And I know this is kind of a dumb movie, but this could have, like, some real cool, like, societal lessons taught. Because think about how society treats sexuality. Especially, this has to be for males. Males specifically. Don't target women. But, like, for males, it's, like, a thing. Like, you have to get laid before a certain age. You have to, like, lose your virginity. Society treats it as, like, this important thing. And if you don't do it, you're basically, like, dead societally. And in this movie, you're dead for real. So,
1: let's just say that this cutoff date is 18.
0: Okay. Okay
1: um so just we, for the purposes of this movie
0: and i think males and females but it's kind of more of a i guess it's for both but like males and females have like a different aptitude i guess um i don't oh no yep blake hmm. i just figured it out
1: oh boy
0: this is this is where shit get this is where it turns into like saw where there's like emotional things that have to be made And what it does, it craves not only horniness, but also love. It's not lust, it's love. And so he's just, like, if it's, that's why he's so targeting, like, couples and stuff. Here's the thing, though. If you're a male and you are a virgin, he targets you. If you're a female and you're not a virgin, he targets you. Meaning you have, like, a couple, they're both virgins, and oh. there's like Yeah. And there's like So this the two em-
1: people that society stigmatizes the most
0: Exactly. And there's oh. like this moment where like the boyfriend is like, No no no, don't do it. Please, please don't and she's like, I can't see you die. I can't. And it's like this emotional back and forth of will they, won't they? And of course at the end, he targets everybody, but like couples are the ones you see the most. There's mm-hmm. one single guy one single dude who's a virgin and he's our last survivor and he's the one jerking off in the hallway and the monster is just like no no I can't and then he just like smirks and says self love bitch and then comes on the monster and then the monster fades away into the background except
1: strangely enough it's a laser beam coming out of his dick (laughs)
0: I like that because that means we could probably stick with an R rating if all you saw was just a flash and then flash fades away and it's like celibate boys or single boys home and he's just like waking up for band practice or something.
1: Wake up, man. I'm I'm so super sad. All my friends died last week. (laughs) Got to go to band practice.
0: Well, no, no, no. I like to think that, okay... The band bus was full. This dude's such a fucking nerd that he gets kicked off the band bus. He has to ride with the football players, who all make fun of him. And it's like okay. the football players and all the cheerleaders. So he doesn't care about them that much. But there's like one cheerleader who escapes. We don't reveal it till the end, and they're, they they kind of have like this thing going. But the can this like, also
1: be? I think that the cheerleader needs to be like. We said one of, like, a a more, um, I guess a more experienced, like, sexually Yeah. than our virgin dude.
0: I like a little bit. Not a lot. Like, just slightly Uh, more experienced. She
1: has to be the one that teaches him about self-love.
0: Yes. Teaches him about self-love, but also I think she wanted to be, like, in band or something, and she's only here because, like, her parents, like, want her to be. And he's always like, man, I get jealous of you guys why? Cause you guys get to like walk to school together and all I do is like just ride my bike there alone and she's like I haven't ridden a bike in a long time we should go riding one day and so at the end comes on the monster don't want to leave that part out Right. fade to the home knock at the door who's at the front door it's the cheerleader with a bike next scene you see both of them biking to school
1: I like that. And you know what I really like about this? Is one of my least favorite horror movie tropes that they have nowadays, especially like the worse the movie is, the more they do this now, is at the end they're like, I bet you thought we went through all of that trouble to kill the monster. Nope, it's still alive, bitch.
0: So, wait. all of your
1: effort went to nothing.
0: Fucking wait, is he still alive or not?
1: I don't want it to be alive, no. It's dead. It... You have killed the monster with your realization that self-love is the most important thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, no, no, that's what it is. That's another thing. Is this guy, like, I talked about him being celibate. I think it's the opposite. I think it's that he wants to get laid. He really, really, really wants it. And he keeps, like, trying to find love in all the wrong places, which is through all of his friends, like, through all of the girls. And it's not working for him because he's not learned to love himself yet. He has to exactly. love, love himself before he can love someone else. Blake, we've made, like, a nice movie.
1: <laughs> I know, right? What How what did do we th- call this monster?
0: man, I was just talking about how this is like a nice kind movie and now you're bringing up this shit where I'm going to call it like the Sperminator or something and it's going <laughs> to fucking ruin Spermator. it. Um.
1: Also, the oh. name of the
0: movie is definitely It Comes, right? It yep. <laughs> it's called It Comes. There's no way it's not called that.
1: Maybe, um, no, maybe it should be They Come.
0: <laughs> no, because that implies there's more than one of these things.
1: Oh no! It's not talking about the monster.
0: Oh um, <laughs> yeah, I, I still like it comes because then well it's gonna be spelled c o m e s but oh yeah the... I just
1: think that I really think that it would be easy to confuse it with it follows and it.
0: Yeah no no that's why this is the tr- this is the trilogy this is completing the trilogy this is
1: the trilogy <laughs> it's
0: a trilogy God. <laughs> Alright, I am on a cracked article that I'm just going to rush through called The 7 Most Sexually Deviant Creatures in Folklore. And we'll just pick one from here. And then we'll do like a supernatural changing a few things. And then we'll write that in. Um, Alright. First one's the Uh First, what the fuck? The Lidurk Is it a giant wanged hamster? You wish. The origin is the most complicated trail of bullshit anyone ever imagined. First you get a black chicken take its egg, warm it, either in a pile of actual horse shit or your armpit. When you, when it hatches, the Ladurk is born. Uh, the Ladurk will now proceed to fuck with your mind before literally fucking you. It will take on the appearance of a long-dead relative or lover. This is the part of the story that I wish I offered more details, but generally go on to say how it comes back every night to bone you, and you start wasting... I feel like this would have been better in our original one.
1: Oh, Scotty, I know who it needs to be. Yeah. It needs to be Mara.
0: Mara. Well, we've talked about Mara. See, we hold on. have. Is there a non? Because the Buddhist version of Mara is just like an evil creature. It's not like sexual.
1: Well, see, that's the thing, though. In in Buddhism, Mara um, tempted uh, the Buddha with v- bu- visions of beautiful women.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And things that's like so. Mara's big deal in in the fiction is that's. That's his big old tactic.
0: Right. Okay. Now. Also,
1: I, I've shown you the picture of Mara in the yes, you famous shown me Persona Dick video Mara. game. Okay. City. I mean, I'm just saying, how would you feel with this coming, like coming at you?
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> fuck you. Um. <laughs> in most texts, Asmodius is seen as obs Fuck. Fuck! We've got it! We have it! It's Asmodeus! Listen to this! Asmodeus is seen as obsessing over a woman, which we can expand to all women, and going to great lengths to ensure she never gets laid. In the book of Tobit, he kills seven successful husbands of a woman named Sarah before they can consummate, because Asmodeus is the spirit of diabolical cock-blocking in the most extreme way. Holy okay, we can shit. go with Asmodeus. Asmodeus that's a good... works, dude. Like, it kind of takes away... I guess we can keep playing with the man-male virginity thing, but, like, that can be more of, like, a separate plot line that we play with with our main character. But, like, he, he, he wants... Oh, dude, that's good. That's good. I might write this. I might make this a book and pitch it to Hollywood. Just changing up, like... Yeah, and then he jerks off onto it. And they're like, you had us? And then you said <laughs> a bright flash of light that is implied to be spurred. So, uh... Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then she shows up with the bicycle, and it's a very nice, lovely ending. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, we, I guess we can kind of change... We can change Asmodeus as we need to fit the plot line. But I really do like the idea of this demon that just don't want women to have sex, and or what if he has a partner? I don't want to do any research, but what if there's like a partner that has like the opposite agenda?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: no, Blake, that's the sequel. Asmodeus. That's the sequel. Asmodeus versus the fuck demon. And all of these teens get caught up in their ra- r- ribald uh, assault on one another. Uh,
1: I think we, well, maybe this means that we need to make two separate series that converge at one point.
0: I feel like we'd get a lot of comparisons between the two. Why not? We're going to pull an M. Night Shyamalan. We release Asmodeus. We release It Comes Now. And then we release in like 10 years, they come, but we don't connect the movies at all. We may even release it under a different name, like a different director name. So no one makes the connection between the two movies. And then at the end of that one, like the main girl from it, the main dude from it comes shows up with like a baseball bat to take on the, uh, the dick demon. And then everyone's like, Oh shit. I didn't realize now we've got the coming cinematic universe. Wait,
1: I think instead of a baseball bat, he should just show up with an old Playboy magazine.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He'd no, be do- like,
1: "Don't worry, I got this."
0: <laughs> just lock me in a room with this creep for a few, and I'll show up. Or do we pull the uh, the, pull the fucking angle they did with uh, with the M Night Shyamalan glass films, which is. Just at the end of the film, there's a report about all these fuckingings going on, and then he looks up from a newspaper. It was just like, "Oh, you think that's bad? Let me tell you my story." <laughs> looks in the oh. camera. Credits.
1: <laughs> he's he's like, oh god, who's who's that one guy from the um, from the Friday the Thirteenth series?
0: Jason Voorhees.
1: No, the dude that killed Jason and then came back later in later movies as, like, the Jason expert.
0: Oh, shit, I've I've got no fucking clue, dude. Oh. But, uh...
1: The, the only reason that I know about this character is because it, it's he's in the Friday the 13th game.
0: Oh, uh, is he the one... And he's the, the
1: only th- one that can take down Jason.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, buddy, I think we've made a film... But if we're going to get this it film comes. made, we're going to need some, move, some movie money. And the only way we're going to get it is all, if all you lovely listeners go over to patreon.com slash a load of BS and donate your money. But don't worry, it's not just going to us, it's going to all the BS Network programs. Fun Fiction, Fight Boys, it supports everything. You can help grow this entire network Get in on the ground floor. Every little bit helps, and of course, you get shouted out on the show every single week, like the Patreon Saint Deborah Moore, Scott Moore, and of course, like lovely Miss Jennyside. And I, we want to add names to that list. So if you want to be on it, just go over to Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Blake, we've made a movie, we've lived our lives, but man, I wanna, I wanna like experience a movie. I wanna live through a story. Is there any way we can do okay. that?
1: Well, it's, it's funny that you may... <laughs> 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 Fuck. We're gonna be diving back into our old favorite, chooseyourstory.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even... I don't even know how to set this up. We're, it's Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, well, it's, it's an amazing time every time we've done it.
0: The website's better than it was last time, which I am happy about, so... Alright, mm-hmm. Blake. Wh- what's the story? Who am I? What's my boy? Well,
1: Scotty, you're Danny Phantom.
0: What? Yeah! Uh, yeah!
1: If you don't know what Danny Phantom is, that, then it's a show on Nickelodeon that I simply love. In this story, you take on the role of the ghost boy and try to figure out what is beyond the forbidden door that you find within the ghost zone. The okay. story is action slash adventure, and of course, fan fiction. Smiley face.
0: Okay, okay, cool. And uh, and of course, I've made multiple references to this show throughout my books, so that's always good.
1: Oh, good, good. So you're kind of gonna be in here.
0: Now I'm gonna read out.
1: Oh yeah, this is gonna get our video taken down so fast. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's okay. I just I, I felt like we needed this. To overlay, Um, like, this is the intro to the episode of Danny Phantom people are about to watch.
1: You are Danny Phantom, a ghost boy from Amity Park who is now searching through the ghost zone to complete your map of the large place. As you fly through the The ghost zone, you find out that (laughs) everything around you is getting darker and darker, and soon only your eyes are shining through the darkness. As you go further through the darkness, you notice the further up ahead is the white light that steadily grew larger and brighter as you drew closer to it. Okay. That was a long sentence. Upon closer observation, you notice that it is a white door just beckoning to be open. Next to that one is a harder-to-see black door, but the light radiating off the white one reveals that the handle that was in the shape of a horse's head, you have two doors to pick.
0: Okay, so there's the horse door, and what was the other door?
1: There's the white door and the black door. The black door is the horse door, and the white door has got a light radiating off it.
0: Oh, so clearly horse door. I love horse Thank dork. you so much. <laughs> a little peek behind I've... the curtain again. Blake tested this before the show, and he was just like, I need you to make the correct choice.
1: <laughs> Throwing caution to the wind, you decide to go through the black door, feeling a bit adventurous as you feel a blast of cold air on your face. As you fly through the room, you notice that many statues and pictures of dragons surround you. Yes! shadowing... Some strange event which you find yourself running into. As you walk further into the room, you are aware of a numbing sensation filling your entire body. You sense that your world is blacking out around you and you collapse to the ground, unaware of the transformation you find yourself in.
0: What? Am I a fucking dragon now? As you wake up, you
1: realize that you have a hard time standing up on two legs, so instead you push up on all fours. You also fear extra, feel extra appendages on your shoulders and backside. You turn your long neck around and scream in shock as you see two large wings and a long tail attached to your new draconic body.
0: I'm a dragon!
1: <laughs> as you pause to think things through, a voice cries out through the darkness to recover your true form. And one you love, you must challenge one of the equine two.
0: The Equine (laughs) 2?
1: As you gaze ahead, you see two spheres, one red and one blue. You must choose wisely which of the Equine 2 you will fight.
0: Red versus blue? Yep. Um, well, I mean, like, blue's you, red's me, buddy. Gotta go with red.
1: Alright, the red sphere? Oh my fucking god. I wish you could see the pictures that's on... You decide to choose the red sphere as you tap it with your claws. The statue and picture vanish around you, and the room is cast into darkness. A light shines before you, and you notice a red figure before you, slowly growing closer and closer. And you see that it is a horse-shaped creature with a fiery outline. Upon its forehead is a sharp horn that looks like it could even penetrate through your hard scales. It's fucking Rapidash! grow angrily and gaze upon you it is except for the horn on its forehead Nope,
0: rapidash has a horn I googled it once At least I oh damn you're...
1: I think it does actually pony tot doesn't have a horn though you choose fire now prepare to battle your prize will be your humanity and your roof friend the horse shouted what, as on, it motioned on, its on, head what was
0: toward... I retrieving my roof friend
1: um your humanity and your roof friend Y-O-R-U-Friend.
0: Roo-Friend?
1: Yo, Roo-Friend. As you look, you see your friend Sam unconscious on the floor beside you. Growling angrily, you roar loudly at the ghost horse and leap at it, your claws digging into it. The creature made a motion with its head and lashed its horn against your scales, leaving a gash across your belly. Backing off, you wonder whether you should go all out on attacking the horse or take it easy. Your choice must be wise. So you kill the darn horse as fast as possible or take it easy. Wits over power.
0: Here's the thing: with fight, it's fighting fire with fire versus like a calmer approach. Which I think if my house was on fire, like it would be best to keep my wits. So I think I'm gonna do the calm approach.
1: Okay, take it easy. Wits over power.
0: The horse is just, I'm just like, what's up, horse? How you doing, man? Sick mane. Alright. 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 I don't like that alright. I don't like that three McConaughey alrights in a row.
1: I've just... I, all I see is the picture. Um, You decide to play it smart and let the horse do its own thing. Maybe you... Maybe it would cause it to be its own undoing. As the equine charges towards you, you quickly leap to the side, causing it to slam into the wall behind you as the horse continues to assault you. That way, you keep repeating the move, finally tiring it out out enough that you can grab its fiery tail and throw it to the side, causing it to fall to its knees. It's horse. Yes, you did very well, ghost child. (laughs) You shall take your human friend and bring her back to your world then you will transform back into your human self the horse said with a nod before getting to its feet and trotting off leaving you with sam wait as you bring the goth
0: wait so my whole battle was grabbing the horse once and being like yeah and that was <laughs> it
1: you tired it out first that was the important part ah okay as you bring the goth girl out of the ghost zone her arms wrap around your draconic form, a smile crossing her face as she dreamt good dreams. Good. Well, as good you dreams. reach home, you realize that you do turn back into your normal self, and that you can always come back to the ghost zone another time, glad for a great end.
0: And suddenly a beast crawls down a hallway, you have to jerk off.
1: <laughs> In your dragon form.
0: Yeah. Do, no, no, it's do you jerk off while staring it in the eyes or run um okay so that was it here hold on let's start this over i want to be a horse boy this time so i think we could just skip ahead right. to horse boy
1: now by horse boy you mean which horse you want to fight
0: no no white the white door i want to take the white door cuz i can only fucking assume that means horse boy
1: no oh no the the horse door was the black door That turned you into a dragon.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) Hold on. What? What?
1: Oh, yeah. The white door is much more appealing, apparently.
0: I'll click white door. Let's go with white door. I want to see.
1: You decide that the white door looks much safer, so you slowly opening it. Feeling a warm breeze against your face as you do so. Also, I'm not fucking up. This is just the writing. Oh, okay,
0: okay. I had a feeling, don't worry. <laughs> the sight before
1: you astounds you. Millions of tiny snowflakes are falling from the air. Un- oh, I'm sorry, failing from the air. The snow glows uh, wide on the mountain tonight. Uh,
0: a lot to be seen.
1: As each one flows lower, they seem to sink from the ground and start again above you. However, one snowflake catches your attention. Instead of falling like the others, it was circling in the air, seeming like it was waiting for you to follow. Shrugging to yourself, you fly after it, and it moves ahead of you, hey, leading to yet listen. another door. Hey. Listen! Get over here! As you open it, green light spills upon you, and you see streams of ectoplasm moving in midair. As you close the door behind you, the goo stops and becomes the shape of a hand and reaches out for you. There is no choice! The ectoplasm! Oh,
0: As God. the hand-shaped
1: goo formed, it lashes out. Your leg grabs it pulling you down towards the dark depths of the room. As it brings you down, you notice an octopus shaped blob that the arm is connected to, and you realize that it was bringing you down to a mouse-shaped appendage on front. You can't decide decide whether to use an ectoplasmic beam or your ghostly whale. If you use the first, it's not as powerful, but won't take up your energy. But if you use the second, it's more energy-consuming, but stronger than the first.
0: I feel like I'm in a fucking situation where I'm about to get eaten by the Dark One, Cthulhu. So I think I'm going to use all my ghost power. I'm going to go full blast on this bit.
1: Alright, let's hit him with the ghostly whale. You decide to use your strongest attack against the octo ghost. Besides, the ghost looks flexible enough to just form around the beam when it comes at him. Taking a deep breath, you shout as loud as you could. Hearing the ghost-like whale coming forth from your mouth, the arms that flow around you evaporate... As a shock rave coming from your maw hits them, as they hit the octopus, it slowly begins to fade into harmless goo. As you turn to celebrate your victory, your ghost sense goes off and you turn to see the shadow of your nemesis, Vlad Masters.
0: Yes! I needed Vlad Masters in this!
1: What are you doing here? You ask your arch enemy, a beam of energy forming in your hand. Vlad just grins and snaps his fingers. A red beam of light shoots out around you, causing you to fall to the ground. What will happen next?
0: Do I have a choice? You
1: scream in pain okay. as red bolts of energy surround you, entering your skin and messing around with your DNA. Oh! You hear your enemies laugh resounding about you and grab your head in pain as the bolts strive to change your very being. You slowly feel your mind weakening, and you don't know if you should try to fight against it or let it do its work. You're afraid that if you fight, you'll die trying. But if you don't, something more horrible might happen. It's your choice fight to the end or give up. And let the DNA happen.
0: I think he's turning me into a dragon. I give up. I give up. Alright,
1: just give up. (gasps) Oh, fuck me.
0: Is it the picture or is it the fucking. It's the
1: picture. Oh, hold on.
0: Are you just going to send it in chat?
1: Alright, Tibbs has sent it, but don't look at it until I finish reading this. You decide to let the beams take control of you, and you feel your mind being wiped out of every thought except for one. Kill them. You became the thing you hated most and never realized that you were the one that caused the deaths of your father, sister, and friends. After Vlad is done with you... He sent you to the ghost zone to live alone, feeding off the darkness of other ghosts give up. You've become the enemy you tried to avoid, and now the people closest to you have suffered for your mistake.
0: okay, can I look at the picture now? Yep. Let me just... Oh, wait, hold on. It just brought me back to the Butter Bear. Why is it showing me the Butter Bear? That was our original intent, was Butter Bear. It keeps taking me to Butter Bear! It wants me! Okay. The butter bear wants me, Blake!
1: That's really weird. Hold the on. The butter
0: bear is taking me! Help! I'm in the ghost oh, zone! God. I'm in the ghost zone and the butter bear has me! Oh, oh wait. I what? wonder if
1: I can just do this.
0: Oh, wait. Hold on. We got another one from Tibbs. Let's check this out.
1: Oh, uh, never mind. You'll just have to go through it.
0: Okay, well... Oh, holy shit! <laughs> this is some spooky anime bullshit! Oh my god, look at me! I'm beautiful! Okay, do you want to... I, I think I want to try go back. I want to go back and I'm going to try to fight.
1: Alright, are you going to try to fight? Alright, let me get over there. Okay, so instead you wanted to choose fight to the end, right? I'm sorry about that misclick earlier. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah I'm sorry uh, I, that's what I said. I don't know why you misheard me
1: yeah that's that's my bad. um, you fear that if you don't try to fight back, you'll end up becoming what you fear most, sensing your arch nemesis's intentions, you shout angrily and leap out of the beams of negative energy around you. You feel your DNA becoming normal again, however, a strange feeling overcomes you as you slowly become back into your human form, too weak to sustain the one that you were before, rubbing your hand. You're rubbing your head as it pained irritably. You look up and notice that Vlad has disappeared, knowing that he couldn't harm you in the ghost zone when you were in your human form. Letting out a small sigh, you walk on, hoping to find a way out of the ghost zone where you once came from. Will you find your way out, question mark?
0: (laughs) The next screen's Um, just like a big block that just says no.
1: Actually, it's just the big block that basically just says yes.
0: Yay!
1: You soon find your way back into your parents' lab, letting out a tired sigh. You decide that you're glad to be home and go upstairs to mark the new place on your map. The end.
0: Wait, Danny Phantom. Wait, what? So he's just like... Well, I'm a human now. Guess I'm just gonna just gonna walk over here. <laughs> You'd think there'd be more it's... repercussions for chilling in the ghost zone as a human. Right? But no, he's just like, well, I gotta get out of here. I'm happy Vlad left.
1: I will say that if you pick the blue horse...
0: Do I die at the hands of the blue horse?
1: No, it's just you have to use the same tactics to beat the blue horse.
0: (laughs) Is he an ice horse, I assume? No. He's just a little bit of a hotter horse? Just a
1: blue horse. As a matter of fact, I think that the flavor text for beating the blue horse and the red horse are exactly the same.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, Blake, it's been an episode. We've killed two horses now. What did you learn this week?
1: Man... I learned don't fuck with Blue Horse.
0: Don't fuck with Blue Horse, and I learned that the most important love is self-love. Hoodoo,
1: Oh, I really wish that we can have a young um. What's the... uh, who played Ferris Bueller? A uh, young
0: John Krasinski.
1: John Krasinski
0: (laughs) oh no Matthew Broderick would be definitely a good dude to just see jerking off in a hallway towards this evil beast Uh, oh my god well Blake where can they find you on the internet buddy um
1: you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the twitter you can find me chilling here around the um the BS network And you can also find me on the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom, V-I-D-Y-A, on YouTube.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, the whole Corp trilogy, and, of course, BS vs. the Gods, (laughs) which, in honor of the two-year anniversary of a load of BS, is free for the next five days. So all of you listening to that right now, you've got... One, two, three, four. You've got until next Monday, which I believe is like the twenty, the 30th. Wow. You have until the 30th to pick up a free copy of BS vs. the Gods on Kindle and a free copy of Queezle Corp. So make sure to check all that out, ladies and gentlemen, on Amazon and check out the other BS Network programs online at a load of BS.com. We got shows like Fight Boys. Opposite attractions, fun fiction—just choose, pick your poison, ladies and gentlemen. Over at a load of pure BS. Uh, dot com, and of course, make sure to rate, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment underneath. We love getting feedback on this. Who you would? In fact, here's what I want. I want casting. Who would you cast in It Comes? I want to. I want to know oh. your ideal casting for It Comes. So yeah. Put all, yep. put all that down there, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter at purebs. Accept no substitutes, and we will see you next week.